Hey, hey, what's up, spiritual hooligan? Have you lived multiple human lifetimes? Are you a soul who reincarnates over and over, or are you born, you live, and you die? The answers to these questions are dogma. Dogma is just unprovable, right? Unprovable, you don't know, it's conjecture, it's made-up stories. 100% of your answer to these questions is just a story. It's a lie that you tell yourself. And it's lies that other people tell us as if they have some clue, but they don't. You don't, I don't, nobody does. Nobody has a clue. But we tell ourselves these stories to try and feel better about living. And today, I'm going to walk you through part of the rapid enlightenment process, and we're going to put these ideas to the test. Muscle test, that is. My name is Matthew Ferry, and I'm bringing you your daily enlightenment. It's your moment to pause, to slow down, to get connected to enlightened perspectives. I want to help you to quiet your mind and restore your peace. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to read some chapter nine of Quiet Mind Epic Life. Now, there's, a, there's too much in here to read this time. So we're just I'm going to read you the intro and then a couple of the ideas here. So this is the Quiet Mind Epic Life recontextualization statements. And I said here that in chapter four, you discovered the rapid enlightenment process helps you to achieve enlightened prosperity. And this process creates a state of everlasting peace where worry and fear become irrelevant. You rise above cultural conditioning, limiting dogma, and unexamined beliefs. In this free state, the positions of the ego are abandoned. Suddenly, all is forgiven. You see that all is well in the world. There is nothing to resist or push against. In an enlightened state, suffering is transcended. As you realize, nothing needs to be changed, altered, or avoided, so why would you be suffering? The world is whole and complete exactly as it is. Urgency is replaced by a connection to your infinite nature. As a result, accomplishment becomes effortless. Peace of mind becomes pervasive. You are here on earth. You are participating in society. You might as well enjoy it. So enlightenment is essentially the perspective that all is well. Prosperity is essentially the perspective or the experience of doing well. So you're having the experience of all is well and you're doing well, enlightened prosperity. The only thing standing between you and experiencing enlightened prosperity is dogma. Your unexamined dogma creates a paradigm that is limiting your happiness, success, and your self-expression. There's no way for you to prove if your beliefs about yourself and the world are true. But you still believe them. You defend your positions, your points of view, and your perspectives like they are important for the well-being of the species. Sometimes you even act like your life depends on them. In a nutshell, you're following rules that don't exist. You're living via beliefs that limit you. You defend perspectives that are a figment of your imagination. You diminish yourself because you don't meet some arbitrary standard. You're feeling bad because you don't measure up. Cultural conditioning, dogma, and limiting, limiting beliefs are tethers holding you back from ascending into your enlightened states. They literally block you from the recognition that the source of life for you is the source of life for everyone and everything, that we are all one thing, expressing itself with infinite variety. Now, the rapid enlightenment process is a series of contextual shifts that destroy limiting dogma, so let's, it destroys 
cultural conditioning, dogma, and limiting beliefs, and it replaces it with new enlightened dogma. Now, that's an interesting thing, enlightened dogma, right? Because what is enlightened dogma? Enlightened dogma is unprovable statements, ideas that presuppose that all is well. If you are presupposing that all is well, then you are, in essence, proposing an enlightened statement. So, as I like to say, if you're going to make things up, why not make things up that feel good? The rapid enlightenment process recontextualizes the fundamental questions about the meaning of life and your role in it while striving to create the most empowering context possible. Meaning, the rapid enlightenment process exposes you to a new set of contexts that naturally cause you to move away from survival-based dogma and move into enlightened-based dogma. Below, you will find a series of statements that, when exposed to them, begin to quiet the mind. So I'm going to actually read you some of these, okay? They begin to diffuse the drunk monkeys need to protect you from danger with its constant barrage of, of needless assessing, judging, and trying to predict the future. In a nutshell, these statements get the drunk monkey to shut up. All right, here we go. Buckle your seatbelt. Some of these statements will seem perfectly reasonable right off the bat. Others will be profoundly confronting. Here's the very first statement. Every human being interested in creating a quiet mind has incarnated as a human being many times. Now, using muscle testing, this tests strong. Okay, I'm sorry to come right out and smack you and your drunk monkey in the face. If you were raised in a, in a Western Christian-based faith like I was, this can be rather jarring as a concept. But stick with me, I've got your back, okay? So let's start with the idea that every human being interested in creating a quiet mind has incarnated as a human being many times. This is not a true statement. This is a statement that goes strong on every person that I have muscle-tested this on. Now, as long as their body hasn't gone into some kind of self-protective fight-or-flight state, the test goes strong on everyone. Now, if you and I were working together to create a proper, and we created the proper conditions, it would go strong on you, too. You would put out your arm, and I would ask you to resist, and then I would ask you to not let me push your arm down. Then I would make the statement and push down, and your arm would actually start to be strong, no matter what. And if we did the opposite, it would go weak. The concept that you've lived multiple human lifetimes is not true. At least there's no way at this moment for us to prove that it's true. This is very important. Take this next thought into your consciousness. Ready? Your opinion is based on, your opinion on this subject is based on the people you were raised by. Reincarnation is not knowable. Yet, the drunk monkey will fight to keep its model of the world intact and dismiss this process without any evidence to the contrary. The drunk monkey is a cynic. The drunk monkey makes up stories and then it defends them without the burden of proof. The only thing that I'm doing right now is telling you about what I can prove goes strong on your arm. There is no truth to what I'm telling you. So why is it important to tell you these potentially damning things? After I got over the initial shock 
at the outcome of this muscle test, I did tests on many, many people, as many people as I could get my hands on. I pondered, I'd meditated, and I used this muscle testing, applied kinesiology, as it is more uh, scientifically known, I guess, scientifically, I don't know if that's the right word. I'm making it up. I'm not reading out of the book. Maybe I should just read the script. <laughs> so I meditated, I pondered, I meditated, and used applied kinesiology to understand why this was even relevant. Here's my conclusion. You ready? What you experience is a function of context. What you experience is a, is a function of context. How you see the world. What you believe in general and about yourself, about others, and the circumstances that you find yourself in, what you believe determines your experience of it. Two people can have the exact same thing happen to them, and yet they have completely different experiences. Experience is dependent on context. Let's get really honest with each other here. Eyeball to eyeball, mano a mano. You ready? You may not notice it. It runs in the background. The fear of death is the driving force behind the drunk monkey and all the disturbances in your mind. The fear of death is the driving force behind the drunk monkey, that chatter in your head, and all the disturbances in your mind. You may not notice it. It runs in the background of your, of your consciousness, like the system software on your phone. Fear of death drives the majority of your decisions, even if you don't think it does. It does. To create quiet mind epic life, you must align with a context that recontextualizes your, the fears that plague all humans. Death is the number one concern of all human beings, even if they say that it isn't. So here's a question for you. What happens to your courage, your creativity, and your curiosity when you begin to live your life like this is just one of many and death is not an ending? Remember my knee? That's a story that I told in the book before. I believed that my knee was not functioning and that it was limiting my physical activity. And then I ended up running a marathon. And then after I completed the marathon, I told my mom, oh my God, I overcame my physical limitation. And she said, there's nothing wrong with your knee. That Your knee was fine. You just wanted to get out of PE. <laughs> so if a person believes they are dumb because everyone told them they were dumb, then they'll be limited by the context that that creates, not the reality of the situation. When your ancestors thought that the world was flat, they stayed close to the shore. It was the context, not the reality, that influenced their behavior. The statements that I'm presenting to you in this chapter are recontextualizations that are backed up by applied kinesiology muscle testing, which simply means that they cause them the, the muscle to go strong or weak, nothing more. The takeaway is very simple. Start relating to your life like you have reincarnated over and over again. Throw out your old story about death and adopt a new one. Not because it's true. Because it's empowering. So that said, I'm just wondering if you would be willing to answer that question. What happens to your courage, your creativity, your curiosity when you begin to live your life like this is just one of many and that death 
is not an ending. What happens? What will you do if you knew that you were going to come back over and over and over? How would it change your life? How would you live differently? Leave me a comment. I want to know. I want to know what you're thinking. My name is Matthew Ferry, author of Quiet Mind, Epic Life. That was the book I was just reading out of. And look, you have watched or listened to this all the way through. Will you like it? Please, will you share it? Will you leave me a comment? That's what tells these big platforms this is valuable, relevant stuff. It helps me and it also helps the world because other people find this message because these platforms will share it with more people. Help me get the word out, will you? Now, if you dig the things that I'm saying, subscribe to my channel. You can also press the little bell button there and then you'll get a, a notification if you're on YouTube. And then finally, consider joining us over in the Spiritual Hooligans Facebook group. There's a whole bunch of us in the world just like you. We're all communing together in this group. We would love to be communicating with you and communing with you. I'll put the link below. Thanks again for tuning in to this daily enlightenment.